Hey y'all, thanks for joining us this week as we delve a bit deeper into Up For Discussion Part 2 of Dom Sub Relationships. I'm Simply Kale. And I'm Shanice Davis. This week, we have a special guest to answer some more questions and provide some expertise on how to function in a healthy and safe Dom Sub Relationship. Hi everyone, I'm Shimika Williams. I'm a LGPC, um, which stands for Licensed Graduate Professional Counselor. And thanks for having me here, uh, Shanice and Kayon. We got you, girl. Yeah, Hi. thanks for joining us, Center All Professional or whatnot. Okay. All right. Let's delve into our first question Do you know what role you play in your relationship? Ooh, okay. So this is a this is a great question because I literally had to think about that. So I had to write some stuff down. So bear with me. And um, the first thing I thought of was um, <clears throat> I would definitely say I have more flexibility with roles. I'm not strictly just in one dominant or strictly just submissive. Um, so. I think there's a switch role here where it, it definitely is a matter of like, when is it appropriate to be dominant and when is a, when it's appropriate to be submissive? Um, can we, so we actually know. talked about this in part one. So can you delve a little bit deeper into what it means to do that switching and when do you know it's the perfect time and place? <laughs> Okay, these are such great questions. Um, uh, I think it really matters um, for me personally, the chemistry that I have with my partner, right? So if I know that my partner is um, dominant in this area, I allow them to be able to be versatile in that area. Mm. If I know that I'm dominant in this area, and you know, that's where I shine. <laughs> so um, it's literally about comfortability. And I'm not gonna outplay my role or outplay, um, to force myself to be in a different role. So, mm -hmm. and it's so it's so interesting because we all have such different roles in relationship, whether we're we're parent, we're daughters, we're, whatever role we play inside the home. Um, so when it comes to being dominant, um, I think Judy just thought about something. <laughs> <laughs> Just share what you gotta share. Just say no, you gotta it. be in my business. But, <laughs> but no, it's it's simply just a matter of switching roles is just a matter of like when do I feel most comfortable comfortable and confident? And then um, my partner allowing me to kind of like lean into that, which mm -hmm. is which really has to do with a matter of trust. So Wait. it's really big. Um, switching and feeling versatile to switch really has a lot to do with comfortability and trust. So we were just talking about that and I'm really that trend literally this is what we were saying. I'm noticing a trend with um whether you're a sub a sub like a submissive person in general or you're a dominant person in general. Mm -hmm. You tend to switch once you're in a comfortable position. comfortable relationship. Oh, like absolutely. you are able to exactly what you just said that's exactly what i said i said i'm mostly submissive but i think i think i've established a certain role right now in my life where that just that just is what i lean into but mm -hmm. i am not like there's a rigidity in what i need to be it's just yeah comfortable Ooh, i like that you know what i mean there's yeah. no 
hey, you gotta be this, or I gotta be this. It's just, that's where I feel the safest. And I think that is very important. A lot of women or men, they don't feel safe in that space. And that's a good word. That's a big word, like to bring up safety, because safety is so key when it comes to flexibility and reducing the rigidity within like um, role plays. Yeah, which comes- The the last time our key word was consent. This session, (laughs) our word is safety. Safety. All right, ready? (laughs) Let's go. Um, (laughs) No, but it's so interesting because- Up in my relationship, girl, (laughs) or you gotta get out. (laughs) No, because it's so interesting. a lot of my clients who come, who I meet with on a day-to-day, a majority of them not feeling um, able to present themselves how they would love to is because um, when you deep dive a little bit into it, it's because they don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's really where it link, the word's at. If you are unsafe in your relationship, you are not going to be your unsafe. Oh, no way. And you can't. <laughs> not gonna thrive. Like literally walking on eggshells. And you yeah. know what? There are some relationships that they can go up and down where you feel safe here. Um, you feel there's a pattern of safety and unsafety. Is that a word? Unsafe. Yeah, yeah you feel yeah. unsafe. And yeah. it happens and you do not, but then there's like this, you can't really tell when it's time to be safe. And a lot of people think that that is okay. And you don't realize that you are unsafe and you're not being your authentic self until you, let's say you get out of that relationship and you are safe and you begin to live in your masculinity or your femininity or whatever it is that you need to live in to feel that way. Have you ever seen those like commercials where like the person has like depression and they have that mask with the smiley face on there? Mm-hmm. Like if you're operating in a relationship and you have to constantly wear a mask so others who are looking in are like, oh, Kayon is fine. She's thriving in her, in her relationship because just look, even on social media, you'll see people in these unhealthy relationships, but they turn out to be relationship goals because they're only putting out their best selves. Mm-hmm. While like in, on the in the background, like they're actually suffering and they're not true to who they are. Look at how many mm-hmm. people are coming out like, oh yeah, I've never felt like myself in this relationship. I'm the truest form of myself now that I'm no longer with this partner. Mm-hmm. But it's also a conversation that needs to be had up front to say, these are my expectations. Even if you're trying to discover yourself, be clear and open that you're you're learning to love yourself and you're exploring different parts of you so that if you realize that relationship is not safe for you, you can know when to walk away because you've been spending time in getting to know yourself and what you Yeah, Absolutely, I agree. Which goes to the next question. How do you know if a relationship is safe? No, how do you know that a relationship is safe, is a safe space within your role? So for example, you are, you know that you submit, um, you submit to whoever you're with. How do you know that it is safe to submit to that person? Does it, and I, and I read something that you, a woman or whoever will submit to a person who leads them in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to be with this guy. He don't know what the hell going on with him. And I'm not, and I know what the hell is going on with him. <laughs> First of all, you're not going to be in a relationship. First of 
all, you're not gonna even be in a relationship that the man don't know how to lead. Okay, no, you no, walk there's away. a lot of women out here. Let's go back. There's a lot okay. of women that are in high powered jobs, right? Yeah. And they are yeah. on all the time. Yeah. And they want a person that is also on their level so that they can be off, maybe. And mm. then they meet a piece of shit. Oh god. And you want me to follow you, sir? <laughs> they, um, we just throw the log into the river. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that. For for someone to require another person to follow them when they have no idea where they're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blind. Right. Yeah, it, it goes back to the initial word that we've used even in the last question is trust. Mm-hmm. Are they reliable? Are they dependable? Are they showing um, leadership qualities? And what does leadership qualities look like for me? What mm-hmm. does leadership qualities look like for you? What does structure look like? What, what are certain things that you're looking for in your partner and that they are resembling that or mirroring that? If they're not then you're just finding yourself in you some relationship that you really don't want to be in, but you're settling for what though? You're getting old. Yeah, see, and really? that, that's that's where oh, yeah, I, I, I also have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, problems because like what Shanice said, like I know someone who has settled in a relationship and recently had to just cut ties because she realized like, you're not thinking of me the way that I am mm-hmm. thinking of you. You're not creating a foundation we've been together long enough and still there is no foundation to us i don't know where we're going and she's a overqualified woman for any relationship as i said like she's not a girl she's not a child she's a woman she knows who she is but then also if you think about in society with like black educated women it's hard for us to sometimes meet someone but i'm not going to settle because i know that i'm a dom I'm I'm a dom. I'm a dom. I'm a dom. I'm a run this. If you yeah. don't run with me, I'm gonna run it by myself. I'm gonna get it. But like, I also I also have come to terms with myself in life. Like, I don't need a partner to be happy. And I think in a lot of relationships, people also need to realize: yeah. Are you relying on happiness in this partner, or do you know what happiness looks like with yourself? Because mm-hmm. if you have not reached that point, you're going to sit there and settle for anything. We're going to be floating down the river mm-hmm. in unhappiness, unsettlement. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just float out of here, baby. Just float along. You'll be surprised how many people um, don't trust their decision-making skills. Mm. So, you know, like... Hey, we, back that up! <laughs> you'll be surprised. <laughs> By the amount of people who you are... ever seen some people saying something to you and they're like, right? Right. I'm speaking for affirmation. You told me this information. Yeah. So listen, um, so oftentimes you find that people don't trust their instinct or they, they seek validation. Mm. And so they go here because they, they want to make a decision because it's something that they believe that they desire. But then if everyone else around them is convincing them otherwise, then they they lean towards the, the method rather than what they internally want. Mm-hmm. So here they are with the situation and it's just like bouncing around, mm-hmm. but not knowing what exactly do they want. Can I validate myself? Am I sure about who I am? And things like that. So then this brings us to the very next question that says, do you think being a, a dom or sub can be brought on by trauma? You know, I when I came to that question, 
first of all, I thought you, you guys were gonna throw me a spin ball because a curveball because Shanice just threw me a curveball with that last one. <laughs> um, you said you was gonna come on here. You got it. <laughs> um, that's a great question um, because there are dumb and submissive relationships that I believe isn't brought on by trauma. These are situations that these people have decided that this is what I want to do. This is what makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. On the other end, if we're right, <clears throat> if you're looking for like regarding like intimate or sexual, right? Mm-hmm. These are consentful relationships. So there's been a conversation, there's been certain things that's been applied. If you're thinking more about dominant personality or submissive personalities, you're talking about, the there is an absolute difference. So, I, I mean, in my opinion, in my no, opinion, I, I, I definitely no, want your, we want your professional <laughs> opinion. That's why we brought you here. But yeah, like we we went back and forth on it in the first um, episode of this where we spoke more so about the personalities. We didn't we didn't um, dive into the intimacy part of it. Mm. But at some point, there's an intertwine of what you do intimately that affects the rest of the rest of your relationship as a dom or sub um, person. Mm-hmm. Because some of those traits can come on over. Like you might be submissive in the bedroom, but you're dominant in life, or you might be dominant Agreed. in the bedroom, but you're submissive in life in all other things. Yeah. So when you're explaining them, can you like break them apart and then we'll put them together? You know. Okay. Um. Ooh. Oh wait, I'm so sorry. Can I? Can I? Can I jump in? Yeah. My my idea of how I understood this question is. Let's say you grew up a certain way. When I thought about trauma, I don't mean trauma. What I didn't think of trauma within the relationship. I thought about like, can a person grow as a dominant person because of trauma or something? Uh, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, but you answer what you thought. Oh, so Shanice, you tell us, you tell us what you're thinking with the way that you um, perceive the interpret question. Interpret it, yeah. Yeah, I interpreted the question. Let's say you were abused in whatever way, and you've developed this exterior of being of like assumed dominance, and you want that because you do not want to be abused by anyone. You don't want to be taken advantage by anyone. Well, and the the, the opposite can happen where if you were abused and you a lot of people are abused, and it, it's so tragic. But there's a lot of people that are abused, right? And they get into relationships and that's how they identify with their sexuality at abuse. And I know a lot of people submit because they feel like they have to submit. And they've actually Mm -hmm. given away their consent to Mm -hmm. that person that abused them. That's been... So I, I, on the other hand, like I, um, connected it with that kind of abuse, but then also I thought about the trauma of like losing certain things or losing certain people in your life. So you start becoming dominant because you want to control certain factors Mm -hmm. and you know what it is that you can control. So you list those things and that's what you focus on. So you never let go of anything in your life. 
So if it's like the bills, you have to control like every penny. Yes. If it's um, you know, like if it's like how many pets you get, like, and sometimes I think that can also it might not be right, Trudy. You can correct me. But like even thinking about OCD, like you think about like someone tapping three times because that's their sense of control mm. in certain situations. Like they have to find some grounds of control. And then with also the on the other hand of being submissive, think about like Caribbean parents. Like you need for God school, take in your book, do this. The teacher always right. Every adult around you is always right. So then you learn to become a yes man because you submit like, to oh, authoritiveness. Yeah. So I was thinking that. I was thinking. Yeah. That. Go ahead, Trudy. I think. No, no, no. I was. I'm actually unfinished. I wanted to. So yeah. So that's what. So there, like, those are the two spectrums that I was thinking. Like, it could be from like the physical or emotional stuff, but then it could also be from brought on from like just losing control as a child, mm-hmm. like not having a right to say or have a say. So then when you grow into an adult, like if I can control these things, this is what I'm going to do. But then it also goes back to what we were talking about earlier as if not necessarily being dominant, but instead being controlling. So where is that thin line and how quickly can you cross it? Uh, that's a good question too, Kayan. Um, so when I thought, when in, in, from my um, interpretation, when I thought about dominant or sub in a more sexual way it's more it, it's definitely <clears throat> that these people have have healthy communication mm-hmm. um it's not it's not built on abuse because the intention is not to harm the potential the, the intention is completely different um when you think about dominant personality or submissive personality that can be brought about like what Shanice you and um, Shanice and Kian have been saying is like well, what are certain words that was used to that person as a child to make them feel less than, not lacking self-actualization, lacking um, self-esteem, having doubt, not having confidence in themselves, or who's trying to um, take back their control? Mm-hmm. And so, when you're in that state, you're in survival mode. You're not. Com- you're not calm. You're not. You're not, you're not a baseline. You're trying to maintain whatever control you have. So you don't want to come out of that possibly. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about when I thought about that question is like the difference between the two sets. Um, if it's brought about by trauma, there it's, it's more just focused on the desire, the strength for power and control of something like such a huge desire and control for power for, for something. But there's not a lot of communication there. It's just like it's what I it's what I should get. It's 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 what I deserve. So and it's more in a sense. It's more of a I, I imagine that it's more of a dictatorship. So with the sub and dom where there's healthy communication, there's no one tra- everybody knows their role and everybody knows when to switch. So no yes. one's feeling attacked in any way. And that goes back to that safety. Goes so with- that's how you know that it's unsafe, I think when you are in that type of relationship it's because you cannot switch readily if you are a switcher let's say then the other person will feel threatened yes and that doesn't make any sense because i'm here to love you Mm -hmm. why are you threatened when i try to assert any type of dominance yeah over you because as as I, i think i was saying before the submissive is the person that really controls the relationship. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if I, if he, a dominant right cannot, now. 
A Not dominant cannot function as a dominant person, whether in a relationship or intimately, if they have no sub to partake. Or if they don't have any, that what, what, the minute I take away my consent, the, you, the relationship is over, it's done. Um, sub relationship. Yeah. So the sub is the person that's in control. A lot of people think that um, the, 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 <laughs> the dom is the person that's in control. But if I'm telling you, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm like, touch me now. The person, the person that has the most control, the person who has the most control is a person who's capable of switching. <laughs> no, but that's no, wait, 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 wait. No. I get what you're saying. But you what, think what about I'm it because they're never yeah. out. They're 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 fine regardless. Mm-hmm. It's just all right. You ever realize that you're you become whether submissive or dominant depending on who you're dating? We literally were talking about we were that. Talking How you about altering. Like, yeah, you can alternate because you can meet this person with a more dominant energy. We were talking about how I could not submit to a woman as I would submit to my husband. It's not the same thing. It doesn't give me, I've never, like, women can mean, in my opinion, my humble opinion, girl, because I am a licensed professional. But you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. This is unsolicited advice, okay? I ain't got, this is very much unsolicited advice, guys. I ain't got no LPGT. Yeah, I ain't got no LPGT. <laughs> you know, this is disrespectful. <laughs> and like, I just couldn't submit to a woman in my humble opinion now you got it if you could and that is amazing if you could and I don't you know what maybe maybe one day I could I just I feel like I don't ever feel that energy to do that which it alternates I feel like you present a certain energy to certain people and you say okay this is what I'm going to give and that's where I'm going to going to receive okay it goes to the safety part only you you know what you can give and you know what you yeah. can receive. Period. That's that's and, true. And I was saying earlier that I would be more open to giving up my dominant energy to a woman than I would like to a male. Because I feel as though because if it's in an intimate way, there's so much that needs to happen in order for you to feel safe. If during like the act, like you have to have that open communication and give the consent up front, right? And then during like, if you're like acting out whatever fantasy, right? Or just like in the moment, like you still have to be connected on that front and you have to be in tune with yourself to know like, this is not okay. And you implement safe words, but it should never get to a point where you have to use your safe word. I thought that was what's supposed to happen. You shouldn't get to the point. That you shouldn't. You part. shouldn't have to, not in every situation. You shouldn't always have to get. So you think your safe word is a bad thing? What? Huh? Using your safe word is a bad. It's thing? not a. It's no, not no, no, a no, bad no. thing. It's, it's not a, a bad thing. No, what I mean is, is it like a. It's that means it's gone too far. It's gone yeah. too far. Huh? That's when you hit. That's when you say pineapples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit! I didn't know that. But also before before you engage in any of those intimate acts, 
you need to review with your partner to get consent to say, do you remember what your safe word is? You should yeah. both have a safe word yeah. so that you know when each other is like no longer comfortable with what's happening because you might have want you like you may want to, you know, chart some you know some territories that you haven't dealt with before and then you get there and like you know what and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> but no we're not gonna talk about what next. I, agree so, with, I, I agree with kayon if you get to a point where you're con consistently using your safe word there needs to be a conversation yeah mm. Absolutely. Cause, and then also after the fact of like, okay, you get through everything and, um, we're being PG y'all you get through everything <laughs> and like, there has to be that soft part of, you know, what's that called again? Um, it has a name, I don't remember the name of it, but like, it's the soft connecting where you actually like big spoon, little spoon, like breathe into each other type okay. of moment where you're reconnecting, making sure that you are born. Yeah, what you got going on? <laughs> what you got going on, <laughs> Listen, so I was telling Shanice earlier, like back in undergrad, if WAU would not have kicked me out if I ventured into these unterritoried um, waters, right? I would have probably been a dominatrix because I was doing some intense research. Aftercare. Give me the wit, give me the leather. Aftercare? Huh? Aftercare. aftercare. There has to be aftercare after so that you know that you both were okay with what took place. Mm -hmm. it, during that aftercare, and this is the point where you are completely transparent with each other. Like, I enjoyed this part, but this part, you know, I'm happy we tried it, but it's not for me. Like, we can't go there again. That's, that's so good. You There's know, the to be comfortable that. talking yeah. about sex yeah. and there has to be there has to be like even if you're not in a dom sub relationship where you're playing out certain roles intimately it should be it's still very important that you and your partner in your vanilla situations to still have that aftercare moment to talk about it so that they know like you know i was having some discomforts with this maybe next mm -hmm. time we pop out the loop just a little bit but like, you know, like you, <laughs> you need to have that conversation. <laughs> no, but aftercare, aftercare can look different. So yeah. if you're in a like extreme, you're not, let's say, let's say a little bit more than vanilla some relationship. Aftercare could look like, let's say, pop out, pop out for a little bit. Afterwards, the dom. What was the pop out? Other people are listening. Well, we're gonna oh, actually share these okay. videos. So, like, let's say he's slapping it up. That's better. Okay, yeah, out of here. <laughs> but let's say that's what he's doing. Afterwards, the aftercare can look like some lotion, Robin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Massage oil, yeah. Um, aftercare can look like words of affirmation. Oh, you did so well. Because a lot yeah. of people um, do that where it's like, they like that afterwards. Like, oh, I love this. I love that you did this. And aftercare can also look like- the, Laughing at each other. Laughing at each other, cuddling. It just, it, mm -hmm. that has to happen mm -hmm. in that type of relationship where if there's, I feel like more if there's some rigidity. Yes. Like mm -hmm. there's an established dom, there's an established sub. 
because that sub might need praise and that dom might need like you have to have that in the relationship but why don't why, why do i know bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot Play on a sense in the- <laughs> why do, okay. i think you did a very great job um uh describing what aftercare looks like thank yeah. you i try yeah. i try and i came up with that on the spot you know oh. all right Hey y'all, so for this week's topic on Up For Discussion, how do you know if your partner is a dom or a sub? We decided to talk to one of our listeners. Here's what one had to say. What role uh, What role do you often play in the relationship? Are you the a submissive partner or are you more so of a dominant partner? Gotcha. So, um, I am a... Uh... Man, that's a good question. These are like rapid fire questions I got to think off the top. So I'm a believer of like, uh, I think I'm naturally, um, I tend to lead, but I'm a, a servant leader. And so um, I, I serve through leading and uh, in anticipation that, that that will be reciprocated. So that's kind of how I, I go about it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Now back to the show. Can a dom sub relationship become unhealthy or abusive? Mm. Yes, absolutely. I was wondering what would take a Trudy so long to tap in. Tap in. Um, absolutely. Yes, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I hesitated on this question mm. um, because. I hesitate on this question because I'm thinking in my mind, like, okay, they've had this conversation, but now, now I'm thinking like, is it possible for someone to lose control? Absolutely. Mm. And then if they lose control and they're ignoring the safe word, they've gone way too far. And I think that's when it could possibly become unhealthy or abusive because this person, like we were talking about earlier, this person constantly is talking about, I've been using my safe word for every sexual encounter. I've been using my, oh, this tea, <laughs> this kombucha got me in a, but I imagine that's how um, uh, Dom or sub relationship, but that's, that's, a, that's if I'm thinking about it more like, sexually but in general it could become abusive if they they grow to lack comfortable not communicating things anymore Mm. because now the other person don't know that okay this is making me uncomfortable or this is not i'm not safe around here anymore that's when it can start to become i would imagine more abusive and unhealthy so uh, i'll with, with that, so y'all know I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh boy, do not judge me <laughs> on what I'm about to say, okay? But um, what I attributed that question to was if you ever think about the traits of a serial killer, mm. right? They don't start off being a serial killer. They start off with one thing. It might be like a game that they're playing, and now, oh my goodness, like this adrenaline, like I've lost it. It's not giving me, or even like a crackhead. Like they get yeah. that, high and it's not. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. Where on one hand, I have a serial killer. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you know where, you know where, like 
when it can get to that abusive state, like Trudy said, like you start not listening or caring that your partner is constantly using a safe word with like a serial killer. They might have said, OK, I start off on this game. I cut off Jimmy's big toe. Ooh, that didn't really do it. Let me see if I could take out his heart. That was a big jump. Oh, you know what I mean? So I you're see, constantly. Oh, yeah, you're constantly, the progressiveness yeah, you're constantly <laughs> seeking the next high from doing something like, how can I really, and mm-hmm. at this point, like, you're no longer in a dom-sub relationship. You're now in a crazy, controlling, abusive relationship. It, it makes me, it makes me think of um, the term displacement. And the reason why I'm thinking about displacement is because- Hold on guys, it, this word? is displacement say it with me displacement now trudy is going to explain to us what displacement is yeah, because I was like, what is this placement? Yeah, I can't. Put a rock in the water and displaces the water. I'm thinking science All right, displace is the water. No, no, there's a there's a science term where you have like water and you displaces. You put a rock or you put an object and it displaces water. That's what I immediately thought, but Trudy got it. Go ahead. Okay. So in some of the things that we talk about is defense mechanisms. Mm. Displacement is a form of defense mechanism. And I'm wondering if it could be applicable here. And the reason for that is because if, if something is going on, say, say I'm having an issue at work and I'm upset about it, but I don't know how to regulate myself. I don't know how to deal with Mm. myself and I place the issue onto my partner so can that be also projection not the same projection is, is yeah, it's not the same so all right say say um Kayon, we're having this discussion and i'm upset with something that you said then i go home and i'm talking to my mom and she says something but because i may think that it's easier to attack my mom so let me argue mm. with her but i don't find i find I don't find my mom to be a threat, but I find you to be a threat because you have so much power over my life. Mm. Does that so make sense? Who so usually like, does the displacement? The submissive mm-hmm. or the dom? I'm saying like whoever loses control and make the relationship more um, unhealthy, abusive or unhealthy, that person may not know how to deal with the issue outside. And so they bring it in the relationship. And so whenever things are happening, they imagine the dominant person finding the, the, the person that's submissive and just taking um, overly taking control or power of them in that situation. Because that submissive person will kind of like do, well, let me do what I want to do. And then they go too far with the spanking. They go too far with the with the whole, I don't know, in, in whatever. The harness, the yes paddling. So they, they grow more harsh or hard um towards mm-hmm. that person yeah but really and truly the issue that they're dealing with that they've lost control of and they feel like they could just like pour all that control and power onto that person mm-hmm. is out there somewhere else mm-hmm. projection is when you have an emotion you have an idea or a feeling and you're saying that that's how the other person is feeling when it's real in reality it's you that actually feels that way I understand. Okay. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Because like, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, 
in your workplace, if your CEO says something to you and you don't really like it, and you also are a middleman that controls people under you, there you're is. not going to attack your CEO. Mm -hmm. You're going to actually, whoever is under you, that's where, like, the energy. You know how they always say, like, the upper heads, they shit in the toilet, and then, like, it falls on the little people. <laughs> no. You've never heard that? that never heard that before, but it I, I never heard that. Okay, but maybe I made no, it up. It's a, perfect, it's a perfect example, though. <laughs> So, so Kayon's example is displacement and it's not projection. Not projection, displacement, yes. Okay. Right. Thanks for clearing that up. That's why we got yeah. the professional in the building yeah. with all the letters behind her name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> name. Right. But yeah, I imagine that it could become abusive because of um, they get they grow too anxious and they have like some type of defense mechanism or for any other reasons, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So. Next question how can you reverse or exit if needed or can you yeah can is you repair reverse? possible yeah mm -hmm. so then you have to think about i guess you think about that is it possible to repair the relationship i'm thinking about let's say you're in that type of relationship you would need to get counseling but then both parties have to want counseling because this has gone too far but mm -hmm. if, if it's traumatic, if there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now, if it's abusive, how do we even reverse it? Because now I am completely unsafe. Because also, yeah. uh, also, if I can piggyback on Shenny's um, statement or question, rather, is that like, it kind of becomes like a dependent relationship where you kind mm. of function and need each other in order to function. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> That's the real thing. So, so how do you, yeah, how do you decide, like, it's fine to walk away? Because if you think about, like, abusive relationships, like, he only hit me the one time. He ain't going to mm -hmm. He didn't promise flowers. Okay, he hit me two times. Jesus. But he promised he's not going to do it again because I'm having his baby. Like, so, yeah, back to Shani's question. Like, is it possible to repair and and how would you yeah get out yeah of i think um i i believe that because i i meet with couples and they come in for all types of issues or concerns or problems repair is absolutely possible mm. but it comes with honesty mm. and if you're not honest about how an issue is affecting you then it's very difficult to repair it mm. So if some, if there's an issue, it's like also how, again, safe, do you feel safe to communicate that something in a relationship is not comfortable anymore? Do you feel safe to communicate that, Hey, we're going too far and it's grown too abusive for me. Mm. Can you communicate that? And if you need additional help, like going to a therapist or something to talk about that a little bit more and deeper so that you both can be able to talk about what the fears are, what the issues are, what, what, what are some of the concerns? What are making you unsafe? and process that with each other and the other person being able to listen to what it is and share and and then the, and each other being able to ask like so what do you need mm. can you can you communicate what your needs are i know what we are all great at communicate what we don't want but can you communicate what your needs are <laughs> not the goddamn truth this is what you're not going to do with me exactly and it's, easy, it's so easy to say that <laughs> but not a lot of us know how to manifest what we really want mm. So we we communicate so not well. So, and we but I think repair is possible, huh? You no, I was like a lot of people don't even realize that their mode of communication is so fucked up. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if you are in a long-term relationship and you don't, you don't even see that it's that way because you've been living in that space for so long. Yeah. Like when I think about, um, I think about it like this. So let's say I am trying to work this relationship out. We've lost control. I am not able to safely be living in my submissive energy or submit to this man. And I would love to be able to submit to my man. Yeah. He's not willing to fix it. He's not willing to talk about it with anyone. He is just consistently going, you gotta go. You just gotta go, right? You just gotta go. That's just what you do. I literally have like, a, I, have, I have a couple that I meet with and some, you know, I've asked a question like, well, what can you take responsibility for? And they just don't know. It's just a constant blame. The city is alive, guys. <laughs> it's just this constant blame. So if you can't take responsibility, it's very difficult to repair something. Mm-hmm. So, so oh. no, go ahead. I have a follow-up question to that. This is a curveball because this was not a listed question, Dr. Professional <laughs> Ma'am. Um, you guys, <laughs> why y'all doing me like this? Let it, I'm, I'm gonna put this on when I put it on Instagram. We over here with a professional. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Cam. Um, so what if, same question that, Sh- that Shani's asked earlier um, uh-huh. about like, are you able to repair that relationship? What if you are operating as a dominant person in your personality and also intimately? So you don't really like know how to separate and realize that someone else like needs a softer side of you. Is that, are you as a dominant person able to repair within yourself in order to save your relationship? And I think- I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible. Um, it would take some work because it, it's like, um, how can you be uh, able to look inwardly on what you need or what 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 makes it difficult for you to release some control mm. to where that soft part of you is able to um, exist? Also, does your partner allow you to be soft? Mm. If they don't allow you to be soft, then... <laughs> If they don't yeah. allow you to, like oh I, I, I I love I enjoy being dominant, but I love being submissive. Oh. I love being I love being feminine. I say it all the time. Leon, you can you don't get out of here with your um dom feminine. No, what I, okay? No, seriously. No, for real. You, I I actually enjoy living in my feminine. I I say it all the time. It's the best I've ever felt. Because, no, but you know what? Does your partner allow you to be? Hello. Uh, I'm like, a professional. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to right now, I was the most miserable in my life when I wasn't able to be soft. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't able to just be a woman. I had to be worried about my damn car. I had to be worried about taking out the garbage. And it seems so simple, but like those, and it, it, it is simple, but like for me to just be at ease in my femininity and taking care of you as a masculine person, that brings me joy. 
-hmm. And I feel like every woman, if I can't feel feminine and I like to live in my femininity mm -hmm. and I don't even allow you to be soft as a man, because that, that needs to happen too. Yep. I don't allow you to relax. I don't allow you to be living in your masculinity. Because yeah. that's taking some shit away from you. Yep. I'm not going to want to have sex with you. Mm -mm. Yeah. The sex card. A lot of women, they treat these men like they're, like they're kids. Sons. A lot yeah. of men. A lot of, a lot of men want I, I imagine want to be soft but a lot of them don't know how to be soft mm, yeah. because it's not something that is practiced it's not something that is encouraged you have to think about culture you have to think about religion you have to think about society's demands so, so you have all those things What's so up? so for me it's like i know that i'm fully like i'm at my best in my strong dom energy right yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, like we were talking earlier, I was talking to my husband and I was like, who, do you think I'm dominant or do you think I'm submissive? He's like, you think you're dominant. But in actuality, <laughs> when he, he came back and he was like, no, we actually know when to mm -hmm. operate in those roles because we've established such a relationship. Like, I don't mind having like him sitting in the tub and I'm like loving on him and like giving him a bath and like Providing talking care. to him. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm. What you said, Trudy? I said talk about it, Kim. <laughs> but like, for me, that's me. But I've always been a giver as well. So like, if my partner is happy, I will be at my best in the relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. So even as a dominant person, like I make sure that like he's taken care of and he does the same for me. Like I'll go through like, babe, like I really need a split rub right now. And sometimes it's not even me saying that but he'll just see and like reciprocate, like I know what you need. Or he'll come home, like he knows that I like milkshakes. And again, like Shani's just saying like some simple stuff, mm -hmm. but like he'll go and like, he'll like, you know, I was thinking about you the whole time. I don't even want the milkshake, but guess what? I'm gonna enjoy the milkshake because you thought of me in that moment. You mm -hmm. were considerate enough yeah. about what my possible needs were. And I don't say- That is allowing you to be soft. Yeah, that is not saying like, Man, you shouldn't waste this money. And sometimes, hello. Oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> ah, yo, you, you know how many people like people don't understand. You don't have to be like, oh, just just to be appreciative of the fact that someone mm -hmm. thought about you. Because each time you say you don't gotta spend your money, you're turning them away Absolutely. from you and you're turning them away from being able to come and just be this light soft person oh mm. uh, people are so quick to call oh you're you're soft you're you're cupcake what they what they like to say fish well, they, 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 you know like um i don't know but they, they they label these people as um as if what they're doing and i think people do that because they're not able to be that way and so they project yeah. There we go. Okay, y'all. We right learned about displacement <laughs> and we learned about projection. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> they project <laughs> onto other people because they are not safe within their own masculinity or they're not mm -hmm. safe within their own femininity to be, you know, like, because they don't know how to navigate in that. And it's because really and truly a lot of our homes don't teach us a lot of things. Yeah. But that's where I that's where I got that that question from. Where I think about the trauma. There's a lot of trauma lot that of causes trauma. you to not accept love. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And it's like I don't know yeah. how to accept love 
because I've never had love. I've never been hugged. Mm -hmm. I've never been that's so for example, let me let's go back. I'm with this, I produce dominant energy and I've met this submissive woman and she allows me to be a submissive. Like she allows me to be dominant. Mm -hmm. After sex, I've done this, I've done that. Well, pow! Smack that ass. <laughs> that one echoed. <laughs> like, I, that's what I did and I was really rough. She didn't use her safe word. But afterwards, I didn't enact any kind of afterplay because I was never hugged. So she ain't never got no afterplay in her life from me because I do not know how to be that soft person. And that trauma goes with me in how I exude in my relationship. Absolutely. I can't do that for you. And you think that I don't give a fuck about you. So there's, there's also a piece to that where like the aftercare doesn't happen, but them going out and getting that extra chunky Snickers bar. I don't know if that exists, but like that extra chunky Snickers bar and saying, here you go, thought of you. Like that might not be how your um, partner needs you to respond to them. So you have to tap in and make sure that you have that open line of communication to say, yes, I do love these things, but that's not what I need right now. So there are ways for you to say, thank you so much without saying, don't waste your money. But you know, we need to have a, a conversation about like a lot of us don't know how to communicate. You know, a lot okay. of us are learning how to communicate. Even even I'm learning how to communicate in my age, right? With all um, the letters behind her name, y'all. <laughs> 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 but a lot of us are still learning how to communicate and how to be gentle with our our tone, with our language, and so uh, which will take a while for some. But, you know, like if your partner's um, working on something because you communicated a need, give them space and give them time. Mm -hmm. Especially with, if they grew up in a home that's traumatic and then they're in their 30s or they're, you know, like give them space and time to unlearn. Mm -hmm. so, I heard something. You can't oh. fix trauma. You can only adapt to trauma. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, in, you're in a constant state of recovery when it comes mm -hmm. to, yeah. But we're also with, with all of what we're saying to, um, as well, guys, we're not telling you to become emotional babysitters where you just sit there and, mm -hmm. you know, feed into like, yeah, you know, my mother never taught me how to love. My dad was never there. Please At don't. Point, Please don't. An excuse. And you have to realize like, they're not trying to work on themselves and you need to So Trudy, into that, like, into that perspective, like, what do you think about signs? Like, oh, I'm an Aries and these are some of my traits. Oh, I'm an Aquarius. I'm a Leo. I don't know anything about I don't signs. Know none of it. I be reading all of them. That's me. <laughs> yeah because when you start doing that i i believe that um if i if i read it you're right like we all have a piece of those astral astrology signs within mm -hmm. us is that what they call them yeah but i i i wouldn't say and it would make sense that we all do but i i don't know much about signs to be able to give any um any feedback or comment on that so i mean that's I, fair enough I do not believe in them because y'all can kill me if y'all want to. Take it up with your mama. Take it up with your mama. Because, like, 
How you gonna tell me if I was born at 6.45 a.m. under the sun moon over the sky, um, so that means I'm gonna be a beggar. How oh, not a beggar. Right here. No, you gotta listen to them. Some of them go really, really in depth. Yeah, they tell I just you about don't the... believe that one thing makes you in a box. Like you have to be all around. And maybe, maybe they have like different I, mean, I, ways. I was I was connecting it back to like being the emotional babysitter, like, oh, I'm this is just the way I am. According to my signs, you know, they say Aries, this is the way Aries are. Instead think, of like fixing that behavior. I think yeah. people just don't want to take accountability. Exactly. Um, exactly. I don't think it's a, I, think, I, I imagine that some people, for those who do believe in it, then that's their thing that they live by. And that's cool. It's almost like anyone that who believe in spirituality in any capacity or anything. So I don't write on that. But people who say like, that's who I am. Um, sometimes it's because they just don't want to take accountability for their negative actions. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to take a, if you don't want to take responsibility, okay, <laughs> if you don't want to take responsibility, just say that, say that you are not capable right now to take accountability for that. Movie. But that's taking accountability. Last question, last question, last, last question. question. Ways to establish a healthy Dom sub relationship. I think we touched on this a little bit. We we absolutely did. Um, it's absolutely one hundred percent your bread and butter communication. Mm -hmm. Communication exactly. after hearing what they after hearing what they have to say or each of you have to share. How do you have fun together? Like how do you implement it? How do you? What does it look like? How do you play with each other? Mm. Um, Anything else from you guys, from you ladies? I think so that safety and that consent to me is very, very important. Once that safety is in place and that consent is consistently given. <laughs> I'll say that again. Once that, once that consent is consistently given consistently. to him or her, because you can take it away anytime, girl. Don't or a guy, or a guy. Okay. You can take it away at any time. And if it's consistently given, you are in a safe space and you are able to be in that relationship and shine through that Absolutely, I agree. So yeah, repeating what Shani says, there are the three C, three, three Cs, the three most important things in making sure that you establish and maintain a healthy dom-sub relationship. First comes consent. What consent. is it, friends? Consent. Consent. Next is safety. Say it with me. Safety. <laughs> and last, we have communication. Communication. <laughs> <laughs> then last but not least, Zyla coming in clutch for the last one. Yes. Hey, yes. Zyla, girl. <laughs> we have consented to having her here with us today. <laughs> So but, that yeah. she's in a safe, safe space. space. So that she can communicate <laughs> her wants and her needs. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Trudy. That is a wrap for, Thank you for having part, me <laughs> for our part two Dom Sub Relationships. Do you guys have anything else to say? So thank you guys so much for joining us this week again. I'm Shanice Davis. And I'm Simply Kayon. And I'm Shamika Williams.